Duke wins the ACC championship, most titles ever for any school. But we really got to talk about Hubert Davis's statement and the fact that they didn't accept the NIT invite straight out the gate. Feel like that message was probably prepared. And then, of course, you got five ACC teams in the men's side of things who are rocked and ready to roll for NCAA tournament. We'll talk about them and their chances of going all the way. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the postseason of men's and women's college basketball. We made it through a regular round. Duke Blue Devils picked up another ACC championship title. John Shire, who didn't even get a Coach of the Year nomination, was doing the damn thing. He's got his team prepped and ready for what could be a really fun ride for the Blue Devils going into some of this NCAA tournament time. Kenton Gibbs here. Welcome to Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. And every day you can find us and listen to us talk about your favorite teams from around the conference as we get ready for what should be a good March of Madness. Kenton, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good, feeling great. I am excited that the tournament is finally here. Uh, we have a, a lot to go over because, I mean, for a week ACC, we had a ton of teams to get in. And and so we, we got to talk about all that and a tournament that was surprisingly boring for a surprising season. Absolutely. So let's talk about Duke, Virginia in the finals. It's fitting that you say boring because some people argue that can be Virginia's style of play. But it felt like they weren't even in the championship game. It was Duke and everybody else. You saw the full focus of Proctor. He was able to get by Kia Clark and many many points of the game. It was very high defensive performance for the Blue Devils as well as much as Virginia is lauded for how well they can stop teams. I felt like the Blue Devils clamped down on the Cavs throughout the game. They just couldn't get it going. And we've seen this before from them throughout the season, but it just reared its ugly head at probably one of the worst times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not a surprise at this point when, uh, Virginia's offense all of a sudden does their disappearing act. But, man, Duke is hot as fish grease. They, you know, they have caught fire at the end of the season. And and um, I understand why Shire didn't get any Coach of the Year nods. I mean, throughout the regular season, they performed at about where you would expect, maybe even a little below. Hmm. And, you know, the tournament came and they turned it on and, and they got the job done. So, you know, it, it's – they went out there and they earned it. At the end of the day, this conference title – Hard fought, earned, won by the Blue Devils. 
A hundred percent. And I think just as they, they've won the last nine, this is the most ACC titles that, of any team in the ACC. Of course, when you think about configuring and how teams got together, cool, whatever, you can make that little argument for yourself. But I think that the Blue Devils are in prime position to be arguably the best team to rock and roll through this NCAA tournament. I mean, no? there's an argument. There's, there's an argument. I'm making the argument. I'm making the argument. I... I'm, I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. We have we saw last year a team can get hot and just roll and, you know, nobody expects it, but they get hot. This team is getting hot at the right time, so I can see that. Um, however, I'm not sure if I trust Proctor all the way through the uh, tournament. I'm not sure if I trust Roach, honestly. And everybody, as much as people talk about, oh, he's the, the veteran leader and all that, I'm not sure if I trust him to lead a ball team this wins. Um, when you know the whistles get tighter and there's not as many calls to be had in tournament time. It's interesting you say that because I feel like last year Roach was the clutch key person that kept Duke in games and got them as far as they they did last season. And then this year he's obviously had to be the senior leader. But it feels like, you know, when we talk about love and basketball, what did the girls say? Don't never let a freshman take your spot. It feels like Proctor has kind of been grandfathered in and he's ready and good to go to lead this team he doesn't necessarily need roach but roach can now take a more complimentary role than he probably had to at first i mean when you look at how duke has kind of gotten hot and had this um had this explosion at the end of the year and this is not a a detractor from jeremy rose this is really a credit to him for being able to play multiple roles mm-hmm. when you are a player that's asked to do Asked to be a Superman, right? Asked to do the the LeBron James ish thing of put up, put everything on your back, and roll, right? When you're asked to do that, that's a very different scenario than okay, we just need you to facilitate, we just need you to get guys in the right position. That's a very different task than we need you to get guys in the right position, and we need you to be leading scorer, and we need you to defend their best perimeter. Like that's that's a lot. And as as the younger guys at Duke have kind of matured and grown up as the year goes on, as Lively's gotten better, as Proctor's gotten better, as all those guys have gotten better, it has seen um, it has seen Roach be able to kind of take a step back from that Superman thing and be able to just do what he does well, which that's that's the part of why I believe that Duke can make a run, because it's not just about Jeremy Roach and, and what he can do. It's, you know, like I said, there's questions about young guards in the tournament, but I mean, from what I've seen, this team is is they're clicking and they've got multiple guys playing their roles at really high levels right now. I think that uh, Jeremy Roach's toe, the injury, bouncing back from that is great. I think Derek uh, Whitehead and him being able to bounce back from injury, they have a healthy team, which has always been part of their regular season problem. But now you got guys like Filipowski who have taken leaps and bounds. Your freshman of the year by bar none, right? He's had an incredible season, has made himself a lot of money throughout that ACC tournament. And you also have Derek Lively, who has come alive at the right time, block machine, all the things, Mark Mitchell doing his part. So it's just everyone's figuring out and Ryan Young even giving him a nod because, you know, you come a big man, you do a couple things, you go sit back down. I ain't mad at you, right? You Everybody feels like they know their role and they're just ready to compete and really give, like turn the page from last season and really hone in on what is now. And John Shire, of course, it's not bad at what he does with the X's and O's. I think I was watching like double take between Bennett 
and John Shire, because you put both on the screen, they look eerily similar. And for him to outcoach, to me, Tony Bennett was a nod to where I felt like he could take this team going into postseason. Yeah, I, again, it's, you know, every time you give Tony Bennett a compliment, all of a sudden that team just falls apart. Every <laughs> single time you're like, yeah, man, he's an amazing coach. The team is like, oh, is he? Really? <laughs> he hadn't heard. No, but seriously, that was that game was a, a very interesting chess match. But again, I, I just think that Duke is really hot right now. They're really mm-hmm. hot. They're figuring out. And the question is this: the question for Duke is this: Did y'all just catch heat, or did you find a sustainable mode of winning for you going forward and in, in the tournament? Because catching heat, you never know when that heat's going to leave. You never know when that hot hand is going. You know, you never know when the the, the freshman that you're trusting and they're making good decisions all of a sudden start making freshman mistakes because the lights are bright. You never know. But if you found a sustainable mode of winning, then you're in a territory where even when the lights get bright, doesn't matter. We do what we do. And that's how we do it. It's so funny. You mentioned sustainable heat and maybe getting hot at the right or wrong time and all the things it's very fitting for the next conversation that we're going to have here. North Carolina found themselves out of the tournament first four out ahead of Clemson. We can talk about that later, but North Carolina is not going to the NCAA tournament. The first team ever to be number one in preseason to not make the NCAA tournament when all things are said and done. If you are a person who thinks what could have, should have, would have been that Alabama game where they went four overtimes and ended up taking the L, how quickly things turned. If the season, I saw on Twitter, if the season had gone as it was, but they had that Alabama win, it could have been something different. Let's talk about the craziness that could be that should be for, you know, the Tar Heels in just a second. But the built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or pub, and now's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You'll be voting for, you know, chocolate brownie puff or whatever your favorite is. And if you want the Cherry Garcia to vote for the Duke Blue Devils or if you want NC State Wolfpack to win, you'll be voting for that bar too. support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try built. Built, the best protein bar ever, 100% covered in real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote on your favorite bar puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. We're talking with Kenton Gibbs here, locked on ACC pod each and every day. We are about 40 subscribers away from 1,000 on our YouTube channel, so make sure you check that out. We're talking about North Carolina, not making an NCAA tournament It's a head scratcher when you think about what they went into this season. One box out was the motto. All of the hype that we were returning all these starters and we were ready to go. One thing that asterisk you might have forgot you got to play well in the regular season. It doesn't just happen for you when you get to tournament type conversations. And I think the most disappointing part of it all is the fact that you just leave with the what if, what could have been, what should be for Armando Baycott, if Caleb Love could figure out how to be more selective in his shots, if RJ Davis was the floor facilitator throughout the whole thing, if Leaky Black wasn't so streaky. You know, there's so many scenarios, right? If Kerwin Walton hadn't figured out he didn't want to come back to North Carolina and we could have picked up a better, you know, transfer than Pete Nance, all the things. 
that we have to discuss the what ifs for North Carolina, who came out with a statement from Coach Hubert Davis saying the season is done. Unfortunately, we didn't make it. We're going to bypass and get ready for next season. We're not even going to have the conversation about it. We don't even have to name the NIT in the statement. We're just telling you you're ready for next season. Kenton, what were your thoughts, one, towards North Carolina not making the tournament, and then, two, declining the NIT invite? All right. So a lot of ifs there that were yeah. state. But if ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk, right? Like, that's, that's the reality. Uh, yeah. However – we still got to go to the liquor store if you want to purchase some some libations and spirits. Now, with that being said, moving on from there, um, I mean, this team, they got hot. They were a bubble team last year, got hot and figured it out in the tournament. And that's what I mean by did you get hot or do you have a sustainable mode of winning? This team got hot, had some things break their way, because let's be honest, Having to play, what was it, St. Peter's in the in the Elite Eight, I believe it was. How would we play St. Peter's in the Elite Eight when their biggest player was what, 6'9", 6'10"? And there was one of him? You know, I mean, hell, you could talk about the what double the overtime with Baylor. They shouldn't have won that game. The game against UCLA probably was the most hard-fought game to deserve. The game against Duke could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, and so you, you look at a lot of situations where you're just like, you know, a lot of moments, if, if a coin, if the ball bounced the other way, if just one thing happened differently, you're looking at a different result there. But I I look at this as, you know, I mean, this team is who they are. The only thing that I will say as far as them not playing in the NIT is this. Mm-hmm. Why? Why not? Why? A oh. lot of these guys are going to be gone. And don't get me wrong. I do mm-hmm. consider North Carolina to be in that category to where hanging a banner for the NIT is stupid. That's crazy. That's <laughs> that's some nasty work. But with that being said, mm-hmm. you're looking at a situation where you're going to lose a lot of these guys. The guys who are still going to be on your roster, the guys who are still on scholarship that are going to be on the roster going forward, if you're not expecting them to transfer, why not keep playing and say, hey, guys who want to come back or if y'all want to put on some more uh, film for the NBA, come on. We're going to do this thing and we're going to rock it out. And we're going to see what we can get done. Who do you, okay. I hear you. I receive. What about this team makes you want to watch more basketball? They don't play together. It's, they clearly aren't cohesive. They're, they ain't gonna, it's not going to be good film to where like, oh, buddy lobbed you great. It was crazy. Or he passed. He was, mm-mm. I don't see any of that happening. If you already have poor shot selection, going to the NIT where you're going to try to play hero ball is not going to further help your case for NBA. But here's the thing. It's not about me and what I want to watch. It's not about that. I don't think well, – I think the most diehard North Carolina fan don't want to watch. I'm a graduate, and I don't want to watch that no more. I and don't. And guess what? And guess what? It's not about the fans or you either. It's about that team and what you got. I did. But, but using the word team is loose. Loose. I would use that loosely. There are a bunch of guys that came together to play. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them a team. Okay, that collection of young men who happen to wear common jerseys and, and colorways on particular nights where they have games and they have to work towards a common goal. There we go. That group of individuals uh, is, is again, all of them are not leaving. Hubert is not leaving. I don't know what the the point is to say, like, you know, it's, again, I just think it's really – we don't get to play how we want to play, so we're going to take our ball and go home, which is kind of lame. 
It's, it's I don't think it's we don't get to play how we want to play. It's we have a certain standard. And like you said, hanging an NIT banner is crazy. So why would they even put themselves through that? Pete Nace's career is done. Leaky Black career is done. Armando can decide whether he wants to come back or not. RJ and Caleb can decide whether they want to come back or not. Then you got all these freshmen. I think if anything, it's an opportunity for Hubert to reset, figure out who his guys are going to be next season and move from there. If he doesn't, I think Don Trestal should transfer, but the way he was not played and clearly had some opportunities to be one of the better players on this team. But there's plenty that I, I if I looked at this roster, I would tell you, hey, God bless. RJ is probably the only starter I want to come back. How many um, games has Hubert Davis coached as a head coach? What is it? 30, 60 games? 60. So a little, so we'll say less than 100. So mm-hmm. less than 100 for sure. Those reps can't hurt you. Those reps can't hurt you. They can't. But so are we repping for, for Hubert to be a better coach? Are we repping for the players to get more run? Because you can go play pickup right now. I'm again, Hubert, you cannot get more experience coaching. You cannot get these guys more experience playing um, by saying, hey, we're going to shut it down and do internal scrimmaging or whatever the case may be. You can't get that. You cannot, you're missing out on opportunities to compete that again, I'm, I'm all for, you know, players, coaches, whoever, if you are going to have an opportunity that is more lucrative or better for you, right. When players skip bowl games, all that, Hey, if you got your money in the bag, don't risk that bag messing around with a bowl game. Absolutely. I understand you. Number one, most of these players don't have their money in the bag. I don't I don't see not a nary a player except Leaky that I'm like, mm, he's probably he could he could go lottery. Things shake right for him, he can go lottery. Not a single one. And I'm I'm milking it with him, milking it hard. But Armando doesn't need the NBA right now. He has plenty of NIL money. Sure, sure. And I, I hope that he is uh, good with going with uh, La Liga Balancesto uh, over in, well, I, I don't know what country it's going to be in, but it's going to be somewhere where he got to take a flight and get a passport. But the again, reality- I asked you, again, I ask you, what does it benefit North Carolina besides the basic fundamental competitiveness in getting reps that, frankly, I think is not worth it for them? As a head coach who is a newer head coach, you need those reps. As a head coach, not the players that you're probably bringing back, the reality is most of those starters are probably gone. So do you think he goes into the NIT and will play the guys off the bench? Because he didn't do that in the regular season. Maybe if he had done that, we had a different conversation. I think the vitriol that he would get for playing uh, guys off the bench would be far greater, one. Two, I think he feels – well, let me not speak for this man – it's almost like a lost cause with this squad. He needs to just start fresh. There's no sense. There's no need to go coach a group that didn't listen to you for what? How many months since October to March? This team didn't listen to you. The hell, I'm gonna coach them for three more weeks for. And that's that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's again. I'm not saying. I am not saying that there are not arguments for them to not play. But to me, in my personal opinion, if you are a head coach, I can understand if you've been doing this for you know, five, 10 years and you've like, you've seen it all. You've seen almost every game situation is going to happen. You've tried out different rotations. You've tried out different depths of the bench. You've tried out because to me, I think that you should go ahead and of course, all the starters that want to play, play them, but also extend out your bench. You're extend out your bench, play more of those guys 
and see what you got. See, like, all right, I didn't give him enough time. And I know I saw him in practice every day, but maybe I just didn't give him enough minutes. Maybe he does look good. Okay, well, let's go ahead and see what's going on going forward. But to me, again, I just I, I think it's really lame. You got a, a team coming back that's going to be very young next year. You are young as a coach in terms of head coaching. And it's just like, nah, we're good. But you yeah. act as if he's a first-time head coach. Like, yes, two years as a head coach. But this man has done North Carolina basketball for how many years? The standard is the standard in his eyes, I'm sure, to where getting an NIT anything is not comparable to any sort of ACC run. So I'm or not NCAA run. So I'm just not feeling that whatsoever. But either way it goes, they're on the outside looking in. They're not the only ACC on the ACC team on the outside looking in. There are NIT teams that are deciding to play. Virginia Tech is one of them. Clemson is another. A lot of people were up in arms about Clemson and the fact that they did not get an opportunity to play NCAA tournament, especially because they got they waxed NC State's ass three times. We're going to talk about that. And then, of course, who's in the NCAA tournament here in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys, March Madness is the time where you get to play and you get to make some money. Highly recommend you get in on the action with our friends at FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when they join. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on talking with Kenton Gibbs we're rolling through we're talking about NCAA tournament guys who got snubbed Virginia Tech Clemson will be in the NIT but again arguments are made that the Tigers got snubbed we're even ahead behind North Carolina and some said what the hell is going on with that want to remind folks that North Carolina did beat Clemson in the regular season Clemson did beat NC State three times especially in that tournament and yet that's not their biggest flaw the biggest flaw for Clemson was losing to who, Kenton? L. Ellis, <laughs> Kenny Payne, and company out a, of Louisville. A four-win four Louisville team. I think Louisville's season put a whole, like, all right, drainage on the ACC. And that drainage drained Clemson's. Uh, NCAA tournament holds. Here's the thing, folks. The tournament committee is the tournament committee, okay? Yeah. They make decisions with impunity. They will not be held accountable. They don't have to answer to anybody. What are y'all going to do about it? Yeah. Here is what I tell people all the time, including NC State fans, especially NC State fans. If you are not a household name, if you do not have a player that is primetime TV. And by primetime TV, I don't mean like, oh, he led the conference in scoring. Or, oh, he's really exciting. He's a good dunker. No, 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 no. no. I mean primetime TV as in he's going to get drafted real high and lead somebody's franchise for at least five years before they give up on the experiment that is him. If you don't have either one of those things and you are on the bubble, you are likely to be kept out. If you're not a blue blood, if you don't have a brand recognition, if you don't have a player that's that's huge and big time like that, 
your fan base doesn't get the biggest draw. I'm sorry to tell you, friends. The committee will make sure. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, hon. Mm, you didn't make it, babes? Mm, sorry. Mm. I'm going to tell you this. Your entire resume cannot be beating NC State three times and Duke once if you have bad losses. I am okay with that being a big part of your resume. If you beat all the other teams that you were supposed to beat and you beat NC State three times and beat Duke, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. But if not, mm -mm, yeah, mm -mm. I believe they lost to Boston College as well, or am I making that up? I want to say it was. No, you're correct. They also oh. lost to Loyola, which Boston College is not the worst thing in the world. It's the Louisville and Loyola for me, which is, it's tough, right? It's tough to make the argument, and that's why the regular season matters. Those losses, sometimes this season especially, have been, you know, Clemson did win at Pitt, thank you, but Peninsula P. I think this year the losses weighed more heavily on the ma the major wins because there's nobody that was a standout in AC in any of college basketball besides Alabama, maybe. And there was too much there. The net rating, and I hate to say this, but the net rating of the ACC as a whole was too bad to have bad losses. Yeah, it just was. Pitt was one of the better teams in the conference all year. They had they won in Miami, they would have been, uh, I believe, what co champs. They would have been co-champs. They and their them losing dropped them down to five. And beyond that, they're one of the best teams in the ACC, and they have to go play a first four game. Like, let's let's what are we doing here? <laughs> they're going to go play Mississippi State on tomorrow at nine ten p.m. They're part of the Midwest region, so you know. And I think at this point, if you are an ACC basketball fan, you are rooting for all teams ACC because we need to get our clout to another level. So you're rooting for the Pitt Panthers. You're making sure that people remember that the ACC is not a bad conference. We're great at bat men's basketball, in fact. You know, I it's overblown. It's overblown. Just <laughs> it like really last, is. Just like last time. Oh, the conference is terrible. The conference is terrible. The conference is terrible. Battle of the Blues in the final four. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, what are we doing here? Absolutely. I will say Mississippi State is not no joke of a team. I think that they are pretty good. It is going to be a good challenge for Pitt. However, I'm rooting for all of the ACC teams, so, of course, I got to go Pitt's way. But they're not the only team that will be in the NCAA tournament. You also have Virginia taking on Furman. They'll be a part of the South region in the first round. They'll be at on Thursday. We'll talk about that. And then our good friends, Oral Roberts, who know how to shoot and always find themselves in the conversation, will face Duke at 710 on CBS. They're a part of the East region. So I think that those are the two teams that you have to just keep rooting for beyond the Friday game that you'll see NC State take on Creighton because they are a part of the South region as well. That'll be at four on Friday. And then Drake will take on Miami, which we know he's been in Miami before. All that, you know, God's plan. Cool. Got it. You got the joke. Okay. That'll be on TBS, part of the Midwest region. So we'll have all that coverage throughout the week. I'm happy for the five that made it. If you love the ACC, you're rooting for them hard because it helps make the case for why maybe we need to get more coverage. We could talk about, you know, throughout the year, the SEC network does its thing to get their teams in the conversation. Big 10 Network gets their teams in the conversation. What can be done going into next year where the ACC Network can have maybe marquee names talking about their teams and getting them in conversations and Twitter beasts and all the things and making sure that their teams get part of when the committee starts to vote and starts to have these conversations, we can have a little more love. I mean, it was just our bad teams were too bad. 
And our teams, our bad the, teams were terrible. And our and our type teams at the top were losing the bad team. You cannot lose to a team that lost to Bellerman. You can't do it if you're a top team. If you want to get into the tournament, you can't lose to a team that lost to Bellerman. So would we have been better off had we beat all the bad teams and then we just picked ourselves apart at the top? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We won the Big Ten ACC tur- uh, challenge. And we did. And yet. And yet the Big Ten has how many more teams in than us? Significant amount. Can't you know even see why? the chart. Yeah. You know why? Because at the top, they were at the top. Yeah, they didn't lose a lot of get the, the top lost to mid tier teams every now and then, but those bottom feeders, oh, they kicked and spit and beat on those bottom feeders. They just were like, "You don't belong on the court with us. Go home." Yeah. Meanwhile, our top teams are like, "Wow, that L Ellis, he sure can't play." Oh wait, we supposed to be checking him. Whoops. And you know, I think if you look at quote unquote blue bloods, they didn't have the seasons that people are used to, and because the pits, the Miamis, right, were having great years, people were like, "Oh, the ACC is off." It's like, no, Pitt just has a quality program. Miami has a quality program. Why are, Clemson is having a quality season? Why are we taking that away from these programs just because they're not staples? But on the other flip side of that, you've got Hall of Fame coaches like Leonard Hamilton who had a season to forget. You got a storied program like Louisville having a very much season to forget. It's just tough. Even North Carolina not making the tournament, that's a season to forget. And the conversation of stressful. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's <laughs> never forget that. Let's never forget that. <laughs> you no. just better hope y'all jokers beat Creighton. But, I hope y'all better be y'all better be Creighton. There's, there is a, <laughs> no, but seriously, I am one of those people that's like, a season like this, you should never forget it. Because next time that you come in as a preseason number one, point and look at the board. What happened to us last time? We were Kenton, do you think that we're ever going to go? Where do you think that North Carolina is ever going to come in as number one team under Hubert Davis? I mean, they just did, so I'm sure it can happen again. And that's because nope, that's because you said lightning strikes, and it was just one of those seasons they caught fire. It wasn't a sustainable fire, clearly. So that's my question to you: Do you think it can happen? But if we just saw it happen based off the idea of you catching fire, hmm. who's to say they can't catch fire again like that? Yes, right. why that's not sustainable, why that's not something to bank on, who's to say they couldn't? Under Hubert Davis, do you think it's going to happen? North Carolina's going to be back number one again in life. Yes, of course, yes. Duh. I'm talking about under Hubert Davis. Um, you, you're going to leave us with the spiciest take of the rest of the show. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think they could. I think they could. Yeah. What, they got, what you got smoking over there, Raleigh? <laughs> it's not... Okay, it's not about it's because again, it's not about you know really be preseason rankings are very simply Kenton. you know who was good last year and bought a lot of guys back. Kenton, okay, number one, Hubert Hubert David. I don't even think he'll be here long enough to even get the common conversation started. I think I he's mean, got. I think he's got two more years. I mean, that's possible. That's possible. But I, I'm I'm just saying if they give him enough time, he'll of course he'll do it. Even a blind squirrel trips over another every now and then. You know. you know. All right. And on that note, guys, make sure you come back all week as we prepare you for this March Madness covers for our ACC teams. We really appreciate you listening and always appreciate you following. Again, we're 40 subs away from 1,000 on YouTube. Tell all of your friends to subscribe to the channel. Make sure you come back each and every day. We appreciate you listening. As always, for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time. <laughs>